the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Folks, I'm going to skip the normal preamble today uh, for the program. I'll get into it a little bit later, but I want to go right to the White House right now. There is breaking news as Sean Spicer has stepped down as a White House press secretary and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has replaced him with Mr. Scaramucci coming in uh, to take over communications at the White House. So let's go right to the White House right now where Sarah Huckabee Sanders is talking to the press. Would report to that person. So do you still report to Ryan's or do you report to him? I think that Anthony said it uh, better than I can in this capacity as we plan to work together as a team. And certainly our goal is to work together to promote the president's agenda and to do that not just with the two of us, but our, the entire press comms office, as well as the entire White House staff. Again, do, you report, do you report to him or do you report to him? Uh, we all serve with the pleasure of the president. Callie. Questions for you. Um, number one, when you talk about, there were some comments made by senior uh, administration officials this morning on television talking about the motivations of people who are part of Bob Mueller's uh, special counsel investigation. Do donations to a political party, if it's not the president's party, does the president believe that disqualifies those people from being part of this special counsel? Uh, I don't know that we're uh, putting out a litmus test, but again, questions regarding uh, that, I would direct you to the outside counsel that's running that part of the process. Question about National Security Advisor McMaster. Does the president have confidence in his National Security Advisor? Uh, I have no reason to believe otherwise. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Sure. Sarah. Alex. Um, president clearly doesn't want uh, special counsel. Oh, he said he doesn't want special counsel. Robert Mueller's finances, but. The intelligence committees are already looking into uh, financial data from the Treasury Department. Is there anything the White House can do to stop that? Uh, look, again, the president's point is that he doesn't want the special counsel to move beyond uh, the scope and outside of its mission. And the president's been very clear, as have uh, his accountants and team. Yeah, what the hell is the mission? I, I mean, why, why doesn't somebody in the press corps ask, what is Bob Mueller looking for? What crime is he investigating? Or is Bob Mueller looking for a crime? Is he trying to dig up a crime somewhere? And why this, this, this frustrates me to no end that we have a special counsel that has been convened to look into Russia meddling in our elections. And why is it going into Donald Trump's finances? Why, why, why aren't they investigating Russia instead of the president? Do they have any information that the president was coordinating with Russia on influencing our elections? I, 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 and, and has there been a charge? Has there been a charge that this president, at last we heard, James Comey said he wasn't under investigation. So who is under investigation? Bob Mueller is going crazy. And by the way, we mentioned this yesterday. Now Bob Mueller is leaking. He's leaking information to the press, a special counsel. By the way, that's illegal. And then based on your remarks today and Mark Short's two days ago, you seem to favor uh, repeal and replace. 
Does that mean you are against the outright repeal bill that Congressman Biggs has introduced tonight? Not against, but again, as Mark said earlier this week, our preference is to repeal and replace. Sarah, thanks, Sarah. Uh, two questions for you. Can you take us through the process of how the president decided to hire this new communications director, Anthony uh, Scaramucci? And moving forward, um, what will his role be in terms of objectives that the president wants him to meet? Uh, as Anthony said, uh, he's known the president a long time. He's been a uh, loyal supporter of the president. Uh, and Anthony's somebody who has come from nothing and built an incredible, I think, several incredible companies. And he doesn't come from Washington, D.C. He, he doesn't come up in that cesspool culture in Washington, D.C. He's not part of the I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, and we'll sell our constituents up the river culture. I'm inside the White House. Follow up on uh, Rob Mueller. Does President Trump have confidence that Robert Mueller will conduct a fair investigation? Thank you. Uh, you know, at this point, I don't uh, have any reason to see otherwise, but I have not had a chance to ask the president, and I'd want to get clarity on that before I comment. Sarah. Z? Thanks, Sarah. Um, I just was wondering, certainly, starting January 20th, this administration has cycled through, uh, has seen departures of the deputy chief of staff and national security advisor, communications director, press secretary, um, several other roles inside this building and across the street. Um, what does that say about uh, sort of the efforts to staff up this administration at the start? What has the president learned about his team, about himself as president? And can you explain sort of that very high turnover rate that we've seen over the last six months? Uh, you would have to ask the president uh, what he's learned in that process. And um, I can tell you, though, I think what we've all learned in that process is that working together and working to accomplish the things that the American people elected the president to do is our focus. It's what we come here every day to do. We're a lot less focused on uh, the who, but the what, and we're going to continue doing that every single day. Jim? Do you see that as, as a chaotic uh, No, I don't see it as chaotic. Jim? Sarah, is the White House concerned? If you want to see chaos, Zeke, you should come to my house early in the morning when my three kids are running around. That's chaos. <laughs> news this week uh, concerning the Attorney General and uh, the resignation of Mr. Spicer could have the effect of alienating or demoralizing uh, Trump loyalists uh, both in and out of the administration. I don't think so. Man, if I may play the part of White House spokesperson just for that question. Demoralizing. Would the replacement of establishment GOP figures in the administration and calling out when established GOP figures let the president down, does that discourage Trump loyalists? I would say no. As a matter of fact, I see it and I read it as encouraging to Trump loyalists. There is a phrase that has become common that that describes, ladies and gentlemen, it's called draining the swamp. And I think I know where that press reporter was going. What has the president learned? And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to dare to speak for the president of the United States, but I think what he may have learned is just how many on the Republican side are gunning for him every bit as much as those on the Democrat side. And I think that he has charged those closest to him to find out 
where the leaks are coming from to find out who is loyal to the Republican Party and who is loyal to the Trump administration and thus to the millions of Americans who put Mr. Trump in the White House. And I think Trump loyalists, and I'm not, I don't want to dump on Spicer, I'm not sure what happened there. But I can tell you that the back and forth with Sessions uh, really, really underscores how frustrated this president is with an investigation that was founded apparently to dig up dirt on the president. What crime are you investigating? I don't know, but we're going to go look for one. If we have to spend the next four years discrediting this president, we're going to find one. And that's what the special counsel appears to have been given carte blanche to do. And Donald Trump hires Jeff Sessions, securing the knowledge that, hey, let's get to the bottom of what the Russians did. And let's go, but let's focus on what the Russians did. Instead of, oh, well, I'm going to recuse myself because in the course of my duties, I met with a Russian ambassador. And now all of a sudden, that is criminal. We play the soundbite of this, this weasel, Mike Quigley. He's a Democrat from Illinois. I think what we're learning uh, with the Trump Jr. meeting is when you meet with any Russians, you're meeting with Russian intelligence and therefore President Putin. Okay, if that's the case, then uh, again, we said this yesterday, start marching every Democrat who's met with a Russian in the last, what, eight years? Start marching them into jail because they're all guilty of treason, according to the standard being put out by this absurd little man, Mike Quigley. And then you've got... The, the, the basket of bias reporter on the other end. Oh, oh, okay, oh. Instead of pushing back saying, excuse me, congressman. But are, are, are you ready to criminalize talking with Russians? They are a nuclear power, sir. I mean, do you really want to go to, to not communicating with the, a, a major nuclear power? Is that really the right way to go, sir? And if you start talking with a nuclear power... Or citizens of a nuclear power, uh, that's going to be seen as suspect and get you and get you thrown in jail or get you investigated. Is that is that what you the, the atmosphere you really want to set here in the United States, sir? And then, Mr. Quigley, uh, many conservatives have been decrying for years during the Obama administration the aggressive nature of Vladimir Putin, but you sat on your big fat rear end and didn't do anything and allowed Barack Obama to kiss the rear end of Vladimir Putin. Where were you the last eight years, Mr. Quigley, demanding action on Russia when they invaded our enemies? Where were you when Vladimir Putin blackmailed Barack Obama to not put up a missile defense shield and Obama complied and when we were abandoning our allies? Where were you, Mr. Quigley? What, was, was kissing Vladimir Putin's butt okay when a Democrat does it? Is that, is that what you're saying, Mr. Quigley? That speaking with a Russian is only permissible if you're a Democrat? What a joke. And then you got Bob Mueller over here. Hiring Democrats, bundlers, 
those who get a bun, not bungler, <laughs> bundler, one who gathers a whole bunch of money and then donates to Hillary. A little frustrating. Uh, Scaramucci, after being uh, libeled by CNN, has now been elevated to comms director at the White House. Not of Washington. I'm sensing a trend. I'm sent, and, you, and this is this this dovetails perfectly to what we're going to be talking about today, folks. And I hope you guys can can chime in because I said we were going to talk about this, and you know what? This is going to be an ongoing discussion. But what is the Republican Party? What does it mean to be a Republican? I thought I knew. I asked this yesterday of Congressman Babin. I thought I knew. But then there's Senator Collins. There's Lisa Murkowski. There's Rob Portman. There's Shelley Capito. Well, they claim to be Republicans too. But I, I, can, can you... Now, when you look at the Democrats, there are all kinds of things that unify Democrats. And we've outlined them since the election. Anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-Jewish state, anti-cop, anti-free enterprise, anti-prosperity, anti-individual liberty. That, that unifies the Democrat Party nearly universally. Can you guys think of one issue where Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Collins from Maine are unified on? From... The, the, where the entire Republican Party says that issue, the GOP is unified. Can you think of one? I'll be back in a minute. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The session should have never recused himself. And if he would, if he was going to recuse himself, he should have told me before he took the job and I would have picked somebody else. That was uh, President Trump venting, venting to the New York Times about Jeff Sessions. And the reason why the president now, it's, it's being spun out there by his detractors that Sessions was supposed to run interference for Donald Trump and to hide his collusion with Vladimir Putin. But what the president wanted to have happen was to have an investigation on the problem, which is Russian interference. And Jeff Sessions was supposed to get to the bottom of that. Jeff Sessions, no fan of the Soviet Union, no fan of the Russians, certainly over the last eight years and their barbarism, what they've been doing. And Donald Trump said, look, if they tried to interfere, let's, let's, let's find out. But the last thing he wanted to allow happen was to have this investigation descend into a, into a witch hunt. Let's see what we can embarrass the president with today. And that's 
look, you can say anything you want to about Bob Mueller. But Bob Mueller runs a sloppy ship. Bob Mueller is allowing leak after leak after leak with the expressed purpose of damaging this president. Is that the activity of a man of integrity? Is that the is that the activity of a man who chose wisely individuals to surround himself with? Many of them Democrat bundlers, Democrat donors. Does that make Okay. Let me let me be plain. It, it is beginning to look increasingly like Bob Mueller is a hatchet man avenging his buddy, James Comey. What arrangement with the Deputy Attorney General, Mr. Rosenstein, we don't know. But it smells fishy. And he gets, R Rosenstein gives him no parameters, no boundaries, just says, go for it. Investigate. What the hell are you investigating? I don't know. Trump's businesses, Trump this, Trump that. Wait a minute. The American people were told you were investigating Russian collusion with the election. And then all of a sudden, the leaks. And then all of a sudden, we start to realize that Bob Mueller, this man of integrity, has surrounded himself with individuals, or for all we know, it could be Bob Mueller himself leaking to the press. Stuff that necessarily isn't criminal, but damaging to the president. Why do you do that? How does that happen with a man of integrity? How does that happen of a man of intelligence who chooses wisely who to surround himself with. How does this happen? It doesn't. It doesn't happen on accident. It doesn't happen by happenstance. This is intentional. And by the way, my understanding is the leaked information from the special counsel is illegal. And yet, nobody questions where it's coming from. Nobody says, wait a minute, how legitimate can this investigation be when it's leaking worse than Barack Obama's intelligence community holdovers? There is serious concern, and the and I'm going to tell you, folks, there is legitimate reason for this president to be worried about the integrity of these individuals who have been put in charge of some investigation that is so wide-ranging, it seems nobody can tell us what the limiting principle is behind this investigation. It's a fishing expedition and it's patently unfair and no other president would put up with it i'm not certain why this president has to back in a minute the chris salcedo show here on the blaze 888-900-3393 the chris salcedo show on the blaze radio network
You're listening to the Latino conservative, Chris Salcedo, on the Blaze Radio Network. I want to direct you guys to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. Now, I told you guys about this yesterday. That we were going to, I was only going to do it for a day. But as more and more and more of you jumped on, and I started reading some of your reactions, some of your posts, I recognized I wasn't the only one who was feeling this way. Observing these things. Now as, and I did this a little little tongue in cheek. I, um, I put down because I don't, I don't want to focus on the Democrats. We know what the problem in America is, do we not? We know the problem originates in America from the left wing, especially the left wing of today. Their hate, the growing anti-Semitism in that movement, in the left wing, not me saying it, Alan Dershowitz, Longtime Jewish Democrat. He notices it too. What Berkeley is doing to our buddy Ben Shapiro. Uh, they are anti-white. Look at their propping up of Black Lives Matter. A group dedicated to the killing of white and white cops. They're anti-Jewish state. Anti-Israel. Look at what Barack Obama tried to do, interfere in their elections. Out, out there in the wide open, might I say. Nobody cared. So we know what the problem is. The problem is the Democrats. The problem is left-wing extremism. The problem is liberalism. We were told the solution was the Republican Party. And I told you at the beginning of the year, probably help. It was probably the last two years of the Obama administration that we, that the jury was still out as to whether the Republicans were the solution. And after the behavior of the GOP in the last six months, I, I have seen no evidence that they are the solution. And I think what set me off to go down this road, and look, here's the phone number. I know you guys are not big fans of calling in. And I know a lot of you are at work, and I know a lot of you can't. But if you can get to a lunch break, maybe head to the restroom, <laughs> and uh, pick up a cell phone and dial 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. This is the part where you participate. Because I asked this question, and, and don't worry, if you can't call in, it's there for you on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. And I'm going to leave it pinned to the top for a while. Because not only am I positing questions and getting your feedback, you're informing me about what you want. About what we're dealing with. 
And dare I say, some of you are even offering solutions. Solutions. I put this up. It says discussion for tomorrow. You know what? I'm going to change that. As a matter of fact, while I'm, while I'm sitting here right now, I'll edit the post. And I'll, um, let's see, I'll take uh, that out and put for the show. And I guess we should put the word ongoing, huh? Ongoing. Ongoing discussion for the show. Because it's not just a one-day thing. Ongoing discussion for the show. Given at Senator Collins, at Lisa Murkowski, at Senator Portman, at Senator Capito, does at GOP have a core? Meaning, Ted Cruz puts his arms around Capitol or Collins and says, we agree on this. I can't think of anything. Other than the fact that if they say, oh, we agree, we all agree you love mankind. Well, who doesn't? Except for some extremist libs. They think that mankind is destroying the planet. And they want to be rid of mankind. Let's push them aside, shall we? What I'm asking here is, is what is the unifying principle in the Republican Party? And the more I examine this, the more I don't find one. Congressman Babin told us yesterday, Republicans are supposed to be unified in limited government, liberty and freedom of the individual, fiscal responsibility, low taxation, low spending, only on what is truly essential, what we can all universally agree upon, defense of the nation, borders, military, and such. But what this Obamacare debate has revealed is for so-called Republican senators, they don't value that at all. Limited government, lower taxation. As a matter of fact, these, these four people, and I know there are more, I'm just targeting them because they are the problem child. They are the problem children. In this particular Obamacare repeal debate, they are wedded and in love with your money. And they want to keep money flowing out of your pocket and into their control so they can buy votes. There's already a party that does that. We don't need two political parties that do that, do we? I, say, I ask, what does the GOP stand for? What do they stand for? And then I ask, is this their party? Or is it yours? Now, I'm not, I'm not asking that in the way that uh, it, 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 who controls it. We know who controls it. There's no question about that. What I'm asking is, do you set the values for the Republican Party? Or do they? And even with their stated 
values. All the things I mentioned. Fiscal responsibility. The, all the conservative planks that allegedly make up the Republican Party. How many of these people walk the walk? Oh, they can talk an awful lot, don't they? They talk the talk. But do they walk the walk? Senator Collins can't say so. Lisa Murkowski can't say so. Portman can't say so. Capito can't say so. Hell, McCain can't say so. McCain's out there blasting Donald Trump from his sickbed. Because Donald Trump didn't think it's a good idea to finance terrorists, the so-called Syrian rebels. Did you guys hear about this? Team Trump says, uh, we're not financing the Syrian rebels and backing them up anymore. We're not doing it. Because they're filled with a bunch of terrorists, Al-Qaeda and others. And you know what? Hold on a minute. I seem to remember back during the Obama administration because he dithered, because that's all Obama did was dither. And actually, at first we called it dithering. Then we found out it was willful. It was done intentionally. Because he wasn't interested in, in uh, policies that benefited the United States. But because Barack Obama dragged his feet when the Syrian opposition first rose up against Bashar al-Assad, we, know, we knew who they were. They were identifiable and they weren't terrorists. And we could have helped them then. And Obama dithered and dithered and dithered and that group became infiltrated with Al-Qaeda and other terrorists. Gee, I can remember, who told us that? That's right, his name was Senator John McCain of Arizona. But then, Senator John McCain of Arizona still wants us, still wants us to fund these people? I don't get it. Again, is that a Republican value? I don't think so. I don't think so. So this is the question I have for all of you. What, is this your Republican Party? Do, are you proud to call yourself a Republican? And this comes from a guy who hasn't called himself a Republican in years. I'm a conservative. I'm as far above Republicans as they are above Democrats. In ideology and in expectation of government, and in worldview. Not as my humble opinion, but that's how I see it. Because republicanism seems to be kind of fuzzy. Yes, these are our stated values when we're campaigning. These are our conservative planks when, when we want folks to write checks to us. When we're governing, uh, yeah. You know, not so much. Not so much. And then my question to you is this. Do you walk with pride being a Republican, number one? Number two, how, how do you see being a Republican? And number three, does this party reflect you? Does the Republican Party's behavior reflect your values? And if you're forced to answer no to that question, what do we do about it? I have 
a suggestion, but I want to hear yours. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. If Twitter's your way of doing it, that's fine. I'll read some of them on, on the air, but I don't know. This one strikes me as call-worthy. 888-900-3393. I'll be right back. It's your Radio Republic. Be heard. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. 888-900-3393. Welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show, folks. Let's go out to New Hampshire. Brian, thanks for calling. Welcome to the show. Sir, can you hear me? Yes, hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, man, doing well, thanks. What's what's on your mind? No, you you know, you kind of struck a chord with me, what you were saying about the, the GOP. We had a great example here in New Hampshire with Kelly Ayotte, who ran during the first Tea Party wave, said all the right things, made it sound like she was going to be a, a solid representative of our values here, which, frankly, tend to be more libertarian than anything. Um, and then she got in office, pretty much sat at the feet of John McCain, Lindsey Graham, did exactly what she wanted to do, completely ignored her base here. And then when she ran again for re-election, Gene Shaheen came out, who's a rabid leftist, and Kelly got slaughtered, not because people didn't support conservatism, but they didn't support a rhino who was just going to get our election, get our, or get our votes, get our money, get our support, and then go to Washington and do exactly what we didn't want her to do. That's a great point. And uh, somebody had texted me earlier saying, Chris, I know you're not happy with the GOP. I'm not happy with the GOP right now, but we... You know, we can't support Democrats, and I'm not saying that. And he says we can't not vote because we can't let the Democrats get in there because, you know, they'll ruin the country. I said, well, what's the difference? We're supporting Republicans right now, and they've got all houses of Congress. And guess what? Progressive liberalism is still the rule of the day. And and until they learn a lesson that we're not going to settle for them telling us one thing and doing another, they're going to keep running the same people over and over and over keep telling us what we want to hear, get to Washington, do what they want to do, and completely ignore us. And, and I See, think that was a lesson that I would hope that the GOP here in New Hampshire learned, because it wasn't that people didn't support Kelly, or what, it definitely wasn't that people, at least among the people that I know, supported Shaheen. It was that they just they couldn't bring themselves to vote for Ayotte again after she completely deserted us. See, and, and here's a dirty little secret, Brian. Ayotte and McConnell and McCain... They actually prefer being in the minority because, truth be told, a lot of these establishment Republicans are just like the vast majority of the Democrat Party. They like control. They like to be in control of your destiny, your family's destiny, your money. And they like to be able to direct it. They, they just say they can do it better than the Democrats. Now, uh, Brian, I, I thank you for the call, man. Have a great weekend. Now, here's, here's what I'm going to offer everybody. There is a solution that doesn't entail you certainly voting for a Democrat because they're the problem. But now that I'm thinking it's becoming abundantly clear that the Republican Party is not the solution because the Republican Party ignores its base. 
and doesn't seem to be too enamored with its base, there is a solution that will cause them all to heal to who they're supposed to heal to, us, we the people. Two words. Article 5. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.